On today's show, the Warriors bring Clay Thompson off the bench and escape Utah with the win. Can we expect six-man Clay to be a thing going forward? Plus, what's wrong with the struggling Bucks, and which teams are we buying stock in for the rest of the season? All of that and more coming up on a Friday edition of Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On NBA. Wes Goldberg here with Adam Mades. However you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We're going to talk about which teams we're buying stock in for the rest of the season and how we'd fix the All-Star weekend in a minute. But let's start in Utah, where the Warriors escaped with a 140-137 to 137 win over the Jazz. The Warriors led by as many as 19 points, but this one came down to the wire after the Jazz clawed back into the game using an 11-2 run in that fourth quarter. But a bad, John's Collins, a bad John Collins turnover, a missed open three by Colin Sexton in the final second, sealed it for the Warriors. Adam, before we get to Clay Thompson coming off the bench and what that means for the Warriors going forward, what did you think about the end of this game? It was a great game. It was a great finish. And Colin Sexton, I, I love the way that guy plays. He plays yeah. so hard. And I was almost heartbroken. I don't have a dog in the in the fight here. But I was almost heartbroken for him to miss that shot because he had made so many spectacular plays to get back into it, played with such, you know, no quit in him. And then to get a look that good at the end and have it not go down, uh, it was tough. But it was a good game. And even though this felt, the whole game felt more impressive for the Warriors. The end was impressive for Utah. Mm. And maybe, you know, the Warriors coming out, I think, got to feel good about it because they have been playing such good basketball lately. But from large stretches of this, I was impressed with the Warriors. Yeah, nobody wanted that Sexton three to go in more than John Collins did. Uh, he was devastated after that pass off the offensive rebound at the end there, um, and and was just, and was was devastated the entire last basically twenty seconds of that game. His teammates just kept trying to pick him up, uh, including Colin Sexton. He got that look at the end, and it didn't go in. But look, the Warriors needed this win after that brutal, devastating uh, collapse against the Clippers on uh, on Wednesday night, and. But when you zoom out a little bit over the last 10 games, what are they've won eight of their last 10, seven of the last 10, one of the, something like that. They're going into the all-star break feeling pretty good. But the big story here is it's Clay Thompson. Um, 35 points on 22 shots in 28 minutes off the bench. It's the first time since 2012 that Clay has come off the bench for the Warriors. Steve Kerr, after the game, said that he didn't commit to sticking with it for the rest of the season, but it did sound like he's going to go with it for a few more games when we come back from this all-star break. But Adam, what did you think of the decision to bring Clay off the bench? I mean, it's the right decision. We're, we're arriving at this place, and it, and I think it's the most important thing for the Warriors season. And it's why I think they're one of the most interesting teams in the NBA right now. And going forward out of the break, they're so interesting, is I feel like they have a lot of talent, and they still have enough of their identity to, you know, to put fear in teams, that they can play the way that has they have found success for the last decade – but there are little sacrifices and things they have to move on from. And one of them is the idea that Clay Thompson is part of the big three. He's still a useful player, but he's a sometimes member of the big three. For example, tonight in the first half, he was a member of a big three. In right. the second half, he wasn't. And I think there was a psychological – I think when you look back at his last 10 games, there was a hill that they got over when Steve Kerr came out and said, we're not always going to close with, with uh, Clay. That was one part of it. But now moving him to the bench, I feel like is further 
not only for the team, but also for Clay Thompson himself. And I, part of me feels I'm not surprised that he came out and made seven threes tonight, had 35 points. Again, albeit most of that early on. But I'm not surprised because I feel like as hard as it is ripping off this Band-Aid, there's a little psychological clarity that this team seems to be playing with over these last games that that I think they just needed to arrive at. And I get the sense that maybe they are starting to arrive at that point. Yeah, there's there have been like little things that got clearer and clearer, right? Like they went to the small lineup with Draymond Green at the five. They've said, okay, we're going to play him with Kaminga and Wiggins, and we're just going to do it. And I think that helped Kaminga and Wiggins, and it obviously helped Draymond Green. Um, and, and it gave Steph Curry a little bit more space to operate. Clay Thompson's been playing kind of strangely over the last few games, kind of forcing things. He's 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 dribbling into long twos lately, which is not really a Clay Thompson thing. When you think about Clay over the last few games, he had been doing that. And then obviously at the end of that Clippers loss, the collapse there had that really bad foul. We got the loud reaction from Steve Kerr on the sideline that the, the TV cameras caught and all of that. And Clay was obviously distraught after that as well. And and it's followed up by by benching him. Essentially, he comes off the bench, um, but he but he erupted in that first half. I think there was a competitive fire that kind of that that got lit with with Steve Kerr's decision. And when you bring him off the bench, he has to be less of sort of a cog in the machine, and he can just sort of look for a shot, right? He can be a little bit more of that yeah. six man scorer type. Where you listen to Steve Kerr's comments after the game, he kept talking about the the lineups with uh, Podminski in there and how he just felt like they connected better, that Pods was a more of a ball mover and things like that. I just looked it up. Steph, Pods, and then with the other guys, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond Green. So basically just Pods in for Clay Thompson. Those lineups in 195 possessions are outscoring teams by 33.3 points per 100 possessions. Now, very small sample size sure. here, but that's that's essentially what Steve Kerr is referring to when he's going with this lineup. And he said he had been thinking about going to this for a while. He did it. It worked because they got the W and it wouldn't be a Warriors game if they didn't give up a big lead in, in the game be played at crunch time. So it's still the Golden State Warriors. It's not that dramatic of a change, but I think it worked. And, and I think we'll see it for a few more games. Um, I, I mean, we, I, we might see it indefinitely. It might be the new move. And mm -hmm. I think the thing for Clay, because I think about Clay a lot. He's such a compelling character. We talk so much about basketball through the prism of you know who's going to win and it's this team what's the matchup and just the end result but there's all these fun stories along the way and clay to me represents a guy who has lost something that he has known that you know he's lost his identity of the last decade of his mm -hmm. life plus but there is something to there's a new identity for him to grasp it's not the one he asked for but there's something sort of refreshing in finding success in a new role and in a new spot and a new position. And yes, this was one game. But my hope for Clay is we all watched him be so candid and honest in some of those post-game comments about how much it hurts not being able to recapture that old glory. But I hope it ends with him sort of accepting, embracing, and maybe even enjoying this other chapter of his life that, or, or of his career that is different than what he intended. But on nights like tonight, it's actually just as cool, just in a different way. Well said. Um, let's go to Memphis where the Grizzlies beat the Bucks 113 to 110. Giannis and Damian Lillard combined for 59 points, but did not get much help from their teammates, some of which, according to Doc Rivers, were already in Cabo. Uh, for the Grizzlies, both Zaire Williams and Gigi Jackson scored 27 points apiece, six players in double digits. For the Grizzlies, they shot 50% from three-point range as a team. Two storylines here, Adam. We can go with either one. What's wrong with the Bucks? Is sort of storyline A, they've lost seven of their last 10 games, two games against an injury-riddled Miami team, and then obviously an injury-beaten Grizzlies team this week. 
And then the B storyline here is how did the Grizzlies get this game? You could take it whichever way you want. I mean, I hate whenever I was on a team uh, covering a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, I always got mad when people focused on the big team that lost and not the little team that won. But I'm going to focus on the big team that lost because <laughs> I just think it's way more interesting. Because if you are a Bucks fan watching the Doc Rivers version of the Bucks, you knew that it was going to be bumpy when he came in, that there was going to be some you know slow progress and what have you. The the break is here. It offers you a chance to reset. But I have a feeling that the Bucs are going to approach the first two weeks coming out of the All-Star break, riding every win and loss with full emotion. It's you're, I think it's going to be very difficult to watch this game if they come out of the break and lose one or two out of three or, or you know just aren't looking the same. I think there's going to be a little panic in the air, and understandably so. I'm not saying it, you know, they have a, a couple months to figure it out. But this is a good enough sample size of the Bucs season and a good enough sample size under Doc to watch nights like tonight and how clunky Damian Lillard look. I mean, he got a mm. shot blocked several times at the rim tonight. And some of them were like the type of shots you take when you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. So this one to me is a shocker for the Bucs. It's a concerning one for the Bucs. And they have to have a sigh of relief that the break is here. This team feels so disjointed to me. And I do, it, you definitely got a sense and Doc Rivers basically said it, but even just, you didn't need Doc Rivers comments after the game where he said, some of us were here, some of us were already in Cabo to realize that they were playing like that. Even going back to the Miami loss they had earlier in the week, it just very much looked like a team that needed the all-star break. They needed to take a week off and they needed that breather. Um, so maybe they come out the other side of this thing with some renewed pep in their step, with some renewed energy and purpose, but they've looked disjointed all season, whether it's Adrian Griffin or Doc Rivers. The Damian Lillard trade happening so late in mid-October where they barely had any time to get to know each other, it still feels like the like introductions haven't been made between Damian Lillard and the rest of this team. Giannis is on his like one-man angst tour all season long. He just seems so more disconnected than everybody else. Nobody on the team gets excited. There's no like joy other than from Thanasis. Like that's the only excitement <laughs> coming from anybody on this team. It's it's just a weird vibe there. I do want to talk about Memphis though. Okay. I I think if there's this this has been the season from hell for them obviously for so many different reasons. If there's a silver lining here, they had been looking for their small forward to kind of fit with Ja, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson for a long time. I've been watching a lot of Vince Williams Jr. I kind of like this weird I, I've been watching a lot of these like weird young plucky Grizzlies games lately. Um Vince Williams Jr. is a dude, and I think yeah, he's, he he's a three and D guy. I've loved watching him over the last few weeks. I think he's their guy. Gigi Jackson is a great microwave scorer who can come off the bench for them. Zaire Williams is kind of hit or miss, but tonight it was a hit, 27 points. For him in this game going forward i think they've accomplished something and it's just finding sort of that three and d small four that they've been looking for um i love those young guys i love their young wings between vince williams and gg jackson with vince williams jr it's like a freezing cold take man now he's 18 12 and 7 with two steals tonight plus 10 i mean that guy is so good um he's a great story and again we were talking earlier about the clay thompson you know potential arc for him vince williams jr is like what another one of those small stories inconsequential to the big you know trophy at the end of it all but one of those guys that you're like wow a two-way player coming in earning himself a contract and then not just a contract but all of a sudden is this a core piece of the team going forward and getting a That's chance a to expand story. right he's bringing the ball yeah. up like these are opportunities he wouldn't have gotten if john desmond bain were playing right he's bringing the ball up for most of this game he defends like a tiger like the guy he just gets in like this crouch, uh, crouching defensive position i love the energy he plays with he's so fun to watch um and the grizzlies were a lot of fun to watch tonight i here's my last take on this with yeah. vince williams 
I think that there's some things that are market inefficiency in the NBA right now. Intelligence is one. I think most teams are looking for smart players now, mm. high IQ. But hard guys that play hard. I think that the league has gotten kind of smarter, but not and lost that. Yeah, but sometimes you just run through a wall, guys. And he's both. Like, he has both right. of those things. And so I think guys like him stand out. And I hope he keeps that hunger. I hope this isn't a thing where it's like he was grinding for his contract and now he moves on because that's a big part of why he's so successful. I agree. I love watching him. Is he part of the uh, the Lockdown NBA Fridays All-Star team? Oh, Has he made it? Uh, I, I, you know, that's funny. No, I ha- I can't put him there yet. I don't have that emotion. He's on like the he, yet. he's on like the rising stars. He's like the first night of All Star Weekend. He's not quite like primetime All Star game for Lockdown Bay Fridays. It. He might deserve it, but that kinda, list, the I'm Friday not... the Friday list it's more emotional than logical. It is. But... It's very true. Um, which teams are we buying stock in for the rest of the season? That's coming up next here on Locked On NBA. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see what Josh has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. We've got a roster of Marvin Bagley III, Asara Thompson, Taylor Hendricks, Cody Martin, and Benedict Matherin. And Adam, I can't believe I'm saying this. I kind of like Marvin Bagley the third lately. He's putting up some points and some rebounds, uh, even just after he got traded to Washington. And now that Daniel Gafford got traded to Dallas, there's just going to be more opportunity and minutes there. It's a very unserious team in Washington, but that gives Marvin Bagley the third a lot of opportunity. What do you think? I think you're muted. I am muted. I was coughing. Um, Look, man, he knows better than I do, so I'll go with it. Okay, very good. Uh, Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball does know better than everybody does. He's going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team. It's about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Look, I just had a, a my front right uh, uh, light get hit in a hit and run. Some jerk just popped it and then just kept going. Uh, so I needed yeah. to get it replaced. eBay Motors went over there. Look, took like 12 seconds. I just like searched it in the search bar, found the part really easy. I would love to tell you that I ordered the part, had it shipped to my house, and then I installed it myself, but I don't have those kind of skills. But I did order the part and take it to somebody who did do that for me, but it saved me a lot of money on the front end because I didn't have to deal with them doing that kind of work either. So with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make your ride stay running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
All right, so let's look ahead to after the All-Star break. We're going to do a draft of which teams we're buying stock in. But the twist is that we can't pick any team currently with a top four seed. So that eliminates the Celtics, Cavaliers, Bucks, and Knicks in the East. It eliminates the Timberwolves, Thunder, Clippers, and Nuggets in the West. Adam, you get first pick. Oh, man, what a gentleman. (laughs) I am going to draft the hottest team in the NBA, the team that has won six straight, the Dallas Mavericks. I'm buying the Dallas Mavericks. I love what they're doing. I love Gafford and P.J. Washington as additions. I love Grant Williams as a subtraction. (laughs) Uh, They still have Dante Exum to go. And dare I say Kyrie Irving? Having himself an underrated, under-the-radar year with how good he's been. I think this team is uh, an offensive juggernaut, and they have Luka Doncic. Uh, I think they're going to rise in the standings, but I think they're also going to be the team. Like, you think it might be Phoenix, it might be some of these other teams. I think Dallas is going to be the team. The upper four are all shaking about as uh, the playoffs approach. Under-the-radar Kyrie Irving is the best yeah, version so of Kyrie Irving, isn't it? Like, stay as under the radar as you want. Uh, on the radar, uh, not so great. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to be over the radar, Kyrie Irving. Uh, it's a great pick. Luka Doncic is putting up MVP numbers. Um, I, I I hesitate to put him sort of like on my top five MVP ballot because Dallas is like seventh right now in the West, but this is a team that could rise, you know, as the season goes on. So I love that you're buying stock in them now. I'm going to the Eastern Conference with my first pick. Of course. And I'm taking the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. And I'm taking them because I feel a lot like a lot of people are selling their stock right now. So I can get the stock at like an all-time low price. And I think I'm going to get the – I think this is going to go higher. Everybody's sort of written them off because Joel Embiid has missed a ton of games. He's not going to – come there. he's getting reevaluated at the beginning of March. We don't really know when he's going to come back. Daryl Morey said the other day that he's optimistic. But like what else is he supposed to say? So whatever. (laughs) But um, if he comes back even 80%, of what he was at this team's a contender he was that dominant uh Tyrese Maxey is that good I believe in in him as a playoff bucket getter I love the addition of Buddy Heald not just because it spaces the floor for Maxey and Embiid but also just gives Embiid another guy to pass to another like legit shooter who's gonna help you know rack up those assists and and all those things for Embiid that he's been doing this year I think there's enough wings there uh KJ Martin's been giving him some minutes lately I, I I think they're well coached I, I believe in Boston in the Eastern Conference, but that's about it in terms of like okay. teams that I really, really believe in. So I think there's a path there for Philly to to make. I'm I I feel like I'm just getting a great value here. You know what? I'm gonna do the thing where I applaud the pick, but secretly I'm like, yes, don't mind that <laughs> one at all. Um, maybe you might be right. Uh, the Embiid piece of this is just such a mystery, and who knows? You know, wh- what's the latest he could come back where you you will feel good about investing in the stock? If he comes back by like even the end of March, wow. and I can get I can get two weeks of him of regular season ramp up of okay. Joel Embiid to go yeah. into the playoffs, I think I'd be okay with it as long All as right. Philly doesn't f- fall too far in the standings and they have to deal with some tough bracket in the East. But yeah. I just I'm I'm it's all about the postseason for them and it always has been. The, yeah. the MVP is already not even a thing for Joel Embiid. He can't win it. Right. So I'm just here for that. I'm gonna go with my next pick. This is like a stock that it's probably not going to hit, but the upside on this stock is so unbelievable, Wes. I'm going with the team we opened with, the Golden State Warriors, 27 and 26, all the way down in the 10 seed. (laughs) But I kind of feel like they found their mojo, Wes. I kind of think 
they're lately they're starting to look like that old team that of course can shoot at any moment can just put up a 15-0 run but defensively i love what draymond's been doing i love the gary payton being back i just absolutely love that dude uh kaminga getting to the rim and scoring i i this is a stock to me that i could i got at a really good price and i have a feeling it might uh it might make me a a lot of money maybe i don't know how much money you make if they if they like push a first round series to six or seven games because it kind of feels like that's it kind of feels like that's this team's destiny hold on on, right now in the west but you think the thunder want them the oklahoma city thunder like the 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 young thunder want the very experienced golden state warriors i don't think the thunder care that was a bad example like i think they're that team is so confident shea gilgis alexander but like minnesota for instance might they might (laughs) quake they might quake a little bit uh i don't know i i just like okay, eight eight of the last two was nice. They've made a nice little run here with a little bit of a soft schedule. Oh, like we'll see what happens. We'll see what okay. happens. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go. You know what? Let's stay on brand here. Let's stay in California. Oh, okay. I'm going with the Lakers. Oh no! Really? I'll buy the Lakers? Really? It's LeBron. It's Anthony Davis. And I'm looking at my other options. I kind of want to yeah. find that distressed stock. Um. They've also won seven of their last 10. They've won three in a row going into the All-Star break. It feels like they've figured something out with Riha Chimura in that starting lineup. 36 points the other night for Rui. And he's like good for one of those crazy explosion nights like every week and a half to two weeks, which is enough for this Lakers team when you have LeBron playing the way he has and Anthony Davis playing the way he has. I think there's proof of concept there with some of the lineups that they've been using where the Warriors still kind of feel like they're figuring some lineups out that work for them. So I'm going with the Lakers here. I don't feel great about it. It's very similar yeah. to yours, but it could pay off. Listen to us being big market Friday and locked on NBA here, <laughs> taking the Warriors and Lakers and uh, 76ers. You know what? I'm going to mix it up on you for my last pick here. I'm going to take the Orlando Magic. They're an eight seed. I like it. They're only a half game behind the six seed. So automatically you're buying the stock one game. It might pop up all the way to the six seed. And then you got Philadelphia there. I would not be surprised if the Magic climb all the way to the five seed by the time the playoffs start, I think they're a sleeping giant. Wrong. Uh, right state, wrong team. Give me the Miami <laughs> Heat. Give me the Miami Heat. My That's Miami happened. Heat here. Look, they've won seven. Uh, I'm sorry. They've won, what is it? Six of their last eight going into the All-Star break. They have wins against the Bucks and wins against uh, the shorthanded Sixers team. But they were, they've were they been without Jimmy Butler for the last three games. Terry Rozier and Josh Richardson are out. The injuries are concerning to Rozier and Richardson, but I think they'll be back in by the end of... Maybe like maybe by mid March, I think they'll be back. But Jimmy Butler is going to come back, and he's not dealing with an injury. He just had a loss in the family that he's been attending to. He's going to be fresh when he comes back by the end of the all uh, by uh, when when the season resumes after the All Star break. It's going to be almost three weeks off for him. And even prior to missing these games with the excused absence, he's been playing his best two way ball all season. Eric Spolster has figured out his rotations in his lineups since uh, since the Rozier trade was done. It took him like a week and a half to figure it out, but he figured it out. I think this team's best basketball is ahead of them. And then the Miami Heat, you can't count them out. They were in the NBA Finals last year. I think they're a team that can climb as far as into fourth place in the Eastern Conference. I think it's an attainable goal. They're only three games back right now. Do I have that right? Yeah, they're only three games back right now. So give me the Miami Heat. I feel like it's the Heat's move to wait to the last possible second. So I think that, you know, you're going to end up selling your stock. I don't know if you have diamond hands enough. I'm not allowed to to do it. I'm not allowed to sell my stock. I host the show. (laughs) I have to keep the stock. I got to keep buying the stock. Um, All right. That'll do it for Stockwatch. That was fun. Uh, I do have a plan to save the dunk contest. 
Ooh. It's coming up next. That's a great tease. Today's episode is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you could still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar that you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It's Friday, which means it's time to count down to the weekend with our weekly power rankings. What do we got? I am a system player. Love it. Every time. We're ranking our top five all-star weekend enhancements enhancements so these are things that we can either change or add on to the all-star weekend festivities uh that would make the weekend better are you ready for number five i'm so ready number five get rid of the celebrity game i'm not even joking i'm not even joking i didn't know it still happened i i okay maybe i'm just old i don't really recognize a lot of these people in the celebrity game okay i also don't really care and i never really care i don't know who you would put in the celebrity game to make me care like even if you put taylor swift in that thing i don't know that anybody would watch it okay maybe if it was taylor swift people would watch it but anybody other than taylor swift nobody would watch this here's a replacement idea though because we got to sell the advertisement right we gotta so all this all i know sports media sports writers they always get accused oh you never played the game let them play oh, this game. Oh, yeah. The media. Yeah. Let the media play the game. And they say, oh, you, I've never played the game? How about this? I played in the All-Star game. It was the sports writer <laughs> media All-Star, All-Star game. <laughs> I'm actually an All-Star. So don't tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. I've actually played in the game. What do you think? Uh, no media member would put themselves through that. So <laughs> there's no chance. <laughs> so then we would just but, eliminate the event. <laughs> but I am for it. I think, it, I'm, I think that's a great idea. Uh, number four. A lot has been made about Doc Rivers getting to be the all-star coach. It's so ridiculous. Joe Mazzulla can't be it. Joe Mazzulla doesn't want to be it because no, no coach wants to do it two years in a row. That's why they don't. That's why they have that rule. Is the coaches association got together and said we're going to put this random rule in place because nobody wants to do this twice. Uh, well, just get rid of them. You get no credit on your resume for being the all-star coach like you do an all-star player, right? Nobody talks about like Doc Rivers, three-time all-star coach. Nobody. That's that's not a thing. I don't even know if it's three times. Nobody keeps track of these things. So just don't have them. Let all your coaches go on vacation. And instead of the all-star coaches, just have the captains of each team coach the team. LeBron James would coach his team. Giannis would coach his team. What Wouldn't it be so cool at the end of a close game in the all-star game where you had LeBron James with a whiteboard on the the side kind of drawing up a play for himself or for a teammate? It would be a great storyline. Oh, my God. LeBron James drew up the play. For Jalen Brunson instead Man. of himself, it would be or that wrong conference, but you know, yeah. what I mean. but the players can't be trusted with this. 
you just saying LeBron is coach, like I could already see how he's doing this. He's manipulating things. He's getting, he's trying to, he's recruiting. He's the, we can't trust him to do it. We got to put the coaches on there. I got to nix this idea. I liked it. All right. This one's my most half-baked version of it. Uh, idea that I have. Let's make it, let's go make it, take it in the all-star game. <laughs> these ideas. <laughs> this is great. All right, make it, take it. Sure. You can't get anybody to play defense. You know yeah. how all stars would play defense is oh, if they can't man. if they can't get the ball unless they play defense. This is so actually great. I'm sold. I, I thought it was ridiculous. I'm totally into it now. Isn't it a great idea? I my original thought was it was going to be like seventy to nothing before the first stop. But do you know now that you say you're right? If you don't you don't get the ball, you're just out all there these players want to do is shoot the ball. They just want to shoot as many times as they want, but they can't shoot unless they get a stop. Make it, take it. All right. Okay. Make it, take it. All right. These are my favorite ones. Okay. An optional four-point line rack in the three-point contest. So you don't have to use it. A rack? The whole rack. And you just place it. Because I thought originally, let's just, you can just go for the four-point line whenever you want. But because of the time limit, it's just too much time to back up and then kind of go back and forth between your rack and then a four-point line. But if you have the, the two above the break and then the one right above the nail, so you have those three racks. If you're Steph, then you could just say, you know what? Let's back this one rack up to the four-point line. And so I'm just going to go around the arc, and then I'm going to hit my four-point line rack. How much fun would that be? Wes, that's an incredible idea. This is legitimately a good idea. I love the whole, like, you have, you're gambling, you know? Like, you got yeah. you to make it harder on yourself. I love it. I'm all in. They have to do this. All right. Here's my favorite idea. Okay. I'm actually surprised I haven't done the four-point line one yet. That's yeah, it's a little that's crazy. A Everybody hates the dunk contest. Why? Because nobody it's it, everybody's. It's all just Matt McClung. It's nobody cares. <laughs> nobody I'm sorry. No offense, and all no, with all due respect to Matt McClung, he's an incredible dunker, but nobody cares. We would rather see the stars. We want to see the stars, and we don't get any superstars doing it. Well, you already have all the all stars at the city for the All Star Weekend. They are playing in the All Star Game. Make the dunk contest part of the All Star Game. Here's how it works. Everybody thinks that the dunk contest is dumb because it's not very creative anymore and it's hard to keep coming up with these things. Everybody always says the in-game dunks are better than the dunk contest. Well, do them in the game. Do them in the (laughs) all-star game. That way, LeBron James is already part of it. Giannis is part of it. Ja, when he's healthy, is part of it. All the guys that we want to see, Anthony Edwards, they're just immediately automatically part of it. And every time anybody dunks, we just have the judges off to the side. They just hold up a card, one to ten, and we just judge it as it goes along. So everybody's already in the dunk contest and they're doing it. And it's just part of the all-star game. The, I can't get on board with this one. <laughs> I know what? what you're trying to do. This is an Adam Silver-esque fix to the dunk contest, which is to say it's not actually fixing it. It's like a Rue Goldberg machine to set up to like make something work that, you know, otherwise. What you were, the, the dunk contest needs save, but just needs somebody. And it can't be Jalen Brown. It's got to be a better dunker than that. We need somebody to take it and then win it. And then go full wrestler and go to the crowd right after winning it. You get the trophy and you walk over to Zion Williamson and you say, I want you like you're too chicken to get in here and do this, you know, with me, like call them out. These guys all, nobody calls them out for this stuff. But if somebody were to win it and then point right in the crowd and say, are you too scared to come up here and have a dunk off with me? That's how you get these guys back in there. Everyone would love it. It'd be great theater. Who would be the best heel? Who would be the best one to do that? Man, who would be Yusuf the best? Nurkic. <laughs> you say, I mean, he really wants to be for sure. <laughs> he definitely wants to be the heel. 
I don't know. I just give the give the dunk contest layered into the All Star game a little bit more thought because I was really proud of this one. I'm a little disappointed you didn't like it, but well, I'm here. I'm here for the. I'm here for the debate. It's fine. Yeah. Think about it a little bit more. When you're watching the All Star game Sunday night, you'll be like, I wish there was also a dunk contest happening <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I won't be watching it. I will not either. Uh, thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Every day is make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get. Your podcast, Locked On, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.